that's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. And, and, and realistic. Well, and contextual for where we sit in the world, in the real world, the Indeed. so-called real world, this moment. Is this even the real world? I don't even know. Is uh, this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Who knows? Who notes? Who notes? Freddie notes. Caught in a strange life. Landslide? No. Escape from Respect reality. for humanity. Huh? I don't know if that's true. You have to respect the manatees, man. They had they haven't done anything. Uh, so are we on? What's the latest? What's going on? You didn't do your typical entree. Are we still? Hey, t- you know? hey Dennis. Hey, Dennis. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, man. Happyhour.fm, motherfucker. We're, this is a podcast show. And <laughs> we, last last week, you don't, you don't know this, but last week I figured out a way to do a cooler video version that no one ever sees, uh, where rather than before it was a, you know how in Zoom calls, sometimes uh, it switches to the current speaker if, as the full screen, and then another person yeah. pipes up and then it's the full screen. Yes. I figured out a way to split the screen so we can tell when I'm talking and you're like nodding off or whatever and vice versa. <laughs> uh, but also it puts the subtitles underneath each of us. Uh, what we're saying? Like the actual, yes, what we're saying, the actual word. Really? Yeah, man, it's magic. Even even if we're like even left even like if we're like stumbling and like not knowing like what we want to say or not thinking, not centered on. Well, I mean to say is well yes ah uh, well yeah no yeah yeah no how many times you hear people do that right even, even go, when well yeah well no <laughs> well yeah well no and I always say the same thing I said I don't think it can be both. Don't be so don't be so loud, Dennis. Get closer to the mic. Fuck the baby. Why are you so loud, Dennis? Little, little, little. Yeah. Babies are the worst. Oh, and, this and, one. What a doll. Yes. Uh, what a doll. Yes. Bernadette. And especially when you were doing your Corbin McCarthy uh, riffs, which. We need to continue with because those are amazing. Well, well, well oh, case no. in point. Has homework wanna, been done? I want to, I want to read you something, a little excerpt, and I'm calling the es- escort the excerpt. You say the, the missing excerpt, huh? Excerpt. Pay attention. Now. The missing scouts. Oh no! What happened to them? They found the lost scouts hanging head downward from the limbs of a fire-blacked Palo Verde tree. They were skewered through the cords of their heels with sharpened shuttles of green wood, and they hung gray and naked above the dead ashes of the coals where they'd been roasted until their heads had charred and the brains bubbled in the skulls and steam sang from their nose holes. Their tongues were drawn out and held with sharpened sticks thrust through them, and they had been docked of their ears and their torsos were sliced open with flints until the entrails hung down on their chest. Happy. Happy hour. Oh, I'm so tired. I think I'll go to sleep. <laughs> I think I'll go to sleep now. Jesus, that's some is there any wonder? Why my dreams, some of my dreams lately, have been filled with carnage. That's some true detective season one shit. <laughs> their, their charred heads exploded with their brains dripping. Boiled. What? Yeah. Look. Uh, yeah, let's set that aside for what it is. 
I don't want to address <laughs> any of that visual. <laughs> this is from Cormac McCarthy's masterpiece. His masterpiece. Let me let me let me just read let me just read something to you. I, I meant to. Okay. McCarthy employs a neo-biblical rhetoric, a soaring, pulsing, always stirring diction without parallel in American writing today. That is a diction without parallel. I'll give that I'll give it that. That's some shit, man. Reads like a conflation of the Inferno, the Iliad, and Moby Dick. An extraordinary, breathtaking achievement. I rest. I, and, and, and I'm going to find you. I did, I did this just before we aired, but I've got a passage that's a little bit longer that describes what hell would be like on Earth. What hell would cool, be like cool. on Earth. And just as uplifting as this, this last uh, passage. The yeah, the God, that's some dark. Well, I'm feeling good now. Well, listen, you wanted to revisit McCarthy. I I waited till you said it. I and now. I enjoyed so your, your, colorful, you know, your colorful prose. With, <laughs> was not about uh, rotting corpses hung from trees, steam running from their noses. Good Lord, singing! Is that what it says? S steam singing from their noses. I mean, steam sang from their nose holes. <laughs> Let I know the game. You have to work that into a sentence. That's like a in a casual conversation. That's like, your homework. You put the kettle on for tea, and you're like, "Huh, sounds like steam uh, singing through dead children's nose holes." Oh no, no, easy, easy with the dead children. This. There are children? children in there. But this 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 particular passage was not about children, it was about scouts. The, the, the two scouts who went ahead and Okay, you know, see I would, always... see I was thinking Boy Scouts and I got confused. Oh really? I wonder why you well, even they <laughs> So wait a minute. Did they get You're their brain boiling badges? That whole <laughs> That whole passage, you pictured Boy Scouts hanging in the tree. You sick, sick son of a bitch. Is that what you yes, did? I'm the no sick son of a bitch you're here. you're stunned into... <laughs> okay. I didn't, I, no one gave me the context about who was scouting what. Uh... You didn't, you didn't, you obviously didn't know anything about Blood Meridian. You didn't know that it was set in Mexico in the Wild West in the mid 1800s. I did not. You didn't have that background. I did. Not. I, sh I should have started with. I should have started with. That. I thought that you had at least a at least a bit. I thought we had talked about it, but then if we did talk about it, the assumption would be that you remembered, or and or that I said something that was memorable uh, in the first place. So I don't know. We could go back and back. We could go to episode. You know, what are we I've talked about? about it before. Yeah. See, <laughs> so you're lost already. Yes. Uh, let's let me jump into a thing that happened this week for me. Uh, an anecdote. An an anecdote. We um, this this weekend was the. Uh, annual festival in a nearby town where it's basically they replicate the San Fermin festival in Pamplona where everyone dresses in white with a red uh, handkerchief yeah. and there's a bull run and bull fights and general all around merriment um where the streets are just packed and the bars are packed and there are 
these marching bands that go around the street just uh, exciting people and playing music and everyone follows the band and dances and uh, lots of... Lots Is it of modern, modern Latin? Modern Latin. Music? Uh, it's, I mean, it's, there are modern songs. There are some classical, uh, there's some classic Spanish songs, but yeah, it's all, it's all danceable music. Um, is it the thumping, uh, thumping drive? I mean, to dance, you need some thump, uh, but there, there's a tuba. To be fair, thump or bump. There's a there are there are tubas and uh, trombones and saxophones and a bass drum and a snare. Wow, uh, snare! The wonder with all that brass, just a snare. Uh, no, it's actually one of these uh, rolling uh, things where the the that particular drummer has like three drums, but oh, the snare is the the most salient when they're playing and they're moving because they're marching. Yeah, it they're, it's not like a marching band like you think of in the states yes, of where course, you're marching on a football field. It they're they're marching down these cobblestone streets, but like between from bar to bar, and then they play a couple songs, and then they put down their instruments, and uh, somebody goes in and orders a a huge fucking thing of beer, and they and they all share it around, and then they go to the next bar. It's, cool. It's yeah. Sounds like my kind of band. It, it's it it it's happiness all around. So I, I got a report on the music note. And you can go back to your story, but that in a reminder, a footnote, a bookmark, if you will, a conversation I had with Tommy from the band Brothers Proper. But anyway, anyway, there you were. Parties going on. And great time. So my, music. I, we went. The bull run happens at 12 o'clock noon. And if you try and go before then, then there's no place to park. Uh, and if you go after, then there are some places, like the, there's some people just go to watch the bull run and then leave. Uh, and we've seen bull runs. We don't need to see more. Uh, so we... I know. I feel the same way. I mean, you've seen one bull run, you've seen them all. What the fuck? What kind yeah. of reality do you live in? Yeah. Did you say that without any well Spain, you know, man. thought that maybe it's a little bit of a different kind of attitude most people would have. Which yeah. is I so, mean we've seen we've seen bull runs. I mean come on. I, I've seen five or six. It. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> anyway, uh but You're like to to be able to park uh anyway, we went shortly after the bull run was finished, which is when they open up all the streets and all the partying commences uh and so we went and we hung around and partied for a while like my wife really digs that atmosphere of let's follow the band around and with our with our beer and our plastic cup and just sort of just sort of dance we're the same way we're the same way when we're healthy when we're healthy yes uh and uh, the, and we took the kids, and they were uh, well behaved, even though they were not uh, entertained at all. Uh, but you know, sometimes when you're a kid, you have to be bored. And my my kids have a my kids definitely suffer from a lack of boredom. Uh, they're so entertained all the time. They uh-huh. have a screen around somewhere or something, and almost never are they an just abundance made, of activity almost never are they just made to sit there and like come up with a game to entertain yourself in the way that uh that's i was but your generation was more and the previous generation was even more than that of just like let's fucking throw stones at each other or whatever uh <laughs> but <laughs> in case my brother mike is listening that was <laughs> that was it was intended for you for your forehead but, when I turned you into a unicorn. <laughs> exactly right. For at least a few minutes, I remember wanting to to take my hand and push the bump back in. 
<laughs> right? But I was afraid it would flatten out like a like a flattened, uh, you know, iron pancake, nail or some kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, it was good for them to be bored for a little bit. Uh, and but the uh, this was on Saturday, and uh, but on Saturday we had tickets to go see a special thing in the bull ring, not a bullfight, but something called the Recortadores. Recortadores. Uh, Recortadores, which are uh, these stupid young (laughs) male knuckleheads that uh, get in the bull ring and with nothing, with no cape or anything, let yes. the bull let the bull charge them. And yes, step I've actually. Did you send me? I might you did. have. I might you have. Did. Yeah. You sent me a little video clip of a dude who was astounding, and the the very best of them uh, will do this crazy thing of jumping over the bull, uh, and where they will be there waiting for for the bull to come, run up to the bull, jump and flip in the air. And land on, and land like they're not jumping over the bull as much as jumping up and letting the bull pass under underneath them right. and then landing. Right. But Those holy shit, ass. is that impressive? Um, big ass bulls. And it, it's like it's impressive, but also so fucking stupid. Like the 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 best one. The these are these were all men between eighteen and twenty five, which is. The age yeah. you have to be to do something that dumb, right? Uh, and the the craziest one was this eighteen year old, and he looked kind of little, like he, um, but he did this thing where he would like put his hands in his pockets, and just wait for the bull to come up, and then would like jump and flip, with his hands in his pockets the whole time, land with his hands in his pockets, having the bull passed underneath him, and. Uh, in theory, it was this like competition or whatever, and yeah, sure. And when when he did not win his his uh, bracket of the competition, the audience was furious because because oh. he's this fucking child. Uh, yes. And however, I'm old enough now where I look at this 18 year old doing that amazing thing, and and my first thought is his mother must be just be dying. Yeah. Watching yeah, yeah. this happen. Because, yeah. but uh, you thought he was the best. He, but he was clearly the best. Uh, oh, clearly. I had seen. I went to this festival when I first got here, like sixteen years ago or whatever, pre pre having kids, and I saw this activity, but it was done not with bulls, but with uh, with smaller cows, and there they were doing a lot more jumping, and the jumping is way more impressive. It's one thing to, apparently, what the other what the other guys like to do, is they let the bull come towards them and they step to the side and their intention is to lean back, arching their back such that like almost their shoulder blades hit the back of the bull as it's going underneath, uh-huh. uh, which is also super freaking impressive, but uh, but not as cool as jumping over the bull. <laughs> yeah, so well, it's sort of like NFL. We're seeing these clips every week now and by the way a story coming about the nfl opening up and a few things that you care less about than anybody who will be listening um uh is these runners jumping over the top and last week a guy mistimed it and he landed on the neck and shoulders of the man he was trying to jump over so that his private area was literally in the man's ear and that and and the announcers laughed and said they showed it in slow motion and they kind of froze the frame and they said this is what you don't want to have happen when you try to jump over the top of somebody nobody likes an ear crotch right uh well i don't i wouldn't go that far no i mean there probably are people that do like uh, that, that's got to be a thing. Well, of course it is. It's I mean, one, it, it one of is, my things. It is a it is a hole in the human body. So, oh, that's nice. That's nice. So let me read some more Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy. 
<laughs> no, but uh, and so that was that was impressive, and uh, the kids were reasonably impressed with that. And then, uh, and my wife had such a good time that we decided to do a repeat on Sunday. And on Sunday, we did the exact same thing, except that we didn't have a tickets to any bull activity. But on Sunday, my son's best friend uh, was also there. And, oh, that's fun. And also, we, um, they were selling. So a thing that we've been wanting to buy for a while is a, um, a Rubik's Cube. So my a couple of years ago, I gave my I gave my both my kids Rubik's cubes, and they were like, "Yeah, this is okay." And then uh, my son, one of my son's better friends, uh, got really into Rubik's cube solving, and he because your typical Rubik's cube that has like the stickers of the colors and stuff on it, uh-huh. uh, that's that's one thing. But then now they make other ones where like the colors actually part of the plastic in for each of the squares and they turn a lot faster you can go flip 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 flip, flip and like all the rubik's cube competitions are done with those faster cubes oh, uh-huh. um, and uh, my son recent and my son's friend has two of those three by three by three cubes uh and he he borrowed one and got and learned got pretty good at solving that with a faster cube and so he's it's always been our intention to buy him a better a better rubik's cube at some point but um in the in the stalls where they sell just garbage toys for for the for the children where all the children go up and are like mommy daddy i want this stupid fucking teddy bear or whatever uh they had they had one full of rubik's cubes and they had some of the good fast ones and they were only like five euros or something. I expected it to be twice that uh, when we actually bought one, and and he and so I, so I said, yeah, we'll we'll get this for you. And so he spent the rest of the day just practicing and going flip 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 flip, flip with that. Uh, and he's he's gotten to the point where he he knows the he knows the most basic algorithm. Like if you go if you Google how to solve a Rubik's cube. Uh, he's memorized all of that, and and will and will solve it within a couple within two or three minutes, um, ah. which is seems super fast to me. Seems, but well, I don't know that I've ever solved it. Yeah, so exactly. I would. But, I'd say it's. I'd say it's fast to me. I might have. I might have once. So I on this on this Sunday afternoon after we bought the cube. Uh, he would come to me with a solved cube and be like, hey, daddy, mix, mix, mix this up for me. And I would mix it up and give it back to him. And then five minutes later, he'd be like, hey, it's solved again. Mix this up again. Uh, but what he what he doesn't know yet are the the shortcuts, because like this is the super most simple way to solve a thing. But for sure, the experts they get that do it in like 30 seconds can like see Oops. patterns and shit and be like oh rather than go through this whole process that i normally go through i can see that if i do these seven moves then we get to this other later position or whatever i don't know anyway he's gonna start le- learning that but uh how old is he how old is he uh 10 10 10 yeah how's your daughter daughter is 14 14 okay i got him reversed and i uh, have the boy is older for a moment and anyway, we had another another lo- lovely day in this just festive atmosphere, with uh, with uh, the beers freely flowing, but oh, that's not great. too much. But you know, you're dancing the whole time, you're moving around, mm-hmm. you're on your feet, and you're never that drunk. And just a lovely uh, lovely way to spend a uh, weekend. Well, we had we had here a fun day Sunday, fairly typical of driving west for an hour or so to go to one of the many coastal towns on Lake Michigan, be it Holland or St. Joseph, which is one of the top top beaches in the world, actually. You mentioned that before. Uh, um, I don't know about Silver the world, Beach. But... No, the world. The world, which is, it may be a list of 25 or 
50, but it's the world. Last, um, last episode, you said that Kalamazoo College or whatever was the longest running university in the nation. Continually running, yes. And it's actually just in the state of Michigan, not in the nation. It's good as national. It's almost the same thing. It's Look, as they say in Michigan, talk to the you do, right? you do You're fact-checking me? You dick. Really? You, this is like throwing the red flag down. I'm just saying. Well, let me tell you something. I'm sure St. Joseph is the best joke beach in the world. Most of everything I say is exaggerated or untrue. So because the Caribbean, no the, 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 the people in the Caribbean are like doing tourism towards your beach in Michigan, I'm sure. It's called yeah. St. Saint, Saint something, so that's like yeah. St. Joe. Continue. Is this after uh, Jesus' daddy? Is that St. Joe? After what? Jesus' oh, oh, daddy. Oh, yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Sure. Um, but we, uh, we went to what we hoped and kind of considered to be one of our favorite restaurants, the Wicks Park Cafe, which, of course, is across the street from Wicks Park, but had a nice outdoor seating and had, I had a, I love to order this, You'll appreciate it. I get mussels in a uh, Me too, bro. garlic. Yeah, man. In a, a garlic oily kind of sauce that who owned them may have olives in it, Kalamata olives or things of that nature. That's like all we eat here in Spain. And on the Oil side, I make sure for the side dish, I make sure that the. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. What you got there, brusky? Got a mow. It sounds like what my cat says, but it's the it's the beer of uh, Madrid. Ah. M-A-H-O-U. Yes. If the people well, in Madrid go anywhere in Spain, they order, they order a mow because they're so fucking proud of where they're from. I see you with your smittix. Anyway. Can't beat it. Continue with your oh, 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 oh. smidwick. So I make I scour the menu and I make sure that they have a pasta dish and then I order a side, a plain pasta. I eat the mussels, some directly from the shell, some in the broth. And when all the shells are gone and there's a bowl, a big bowl of broth that's well over an inch deep in the bowl, full of delicious things and full of mussels, I take that pasta, whatever they serve, angel hair is the best. And I dump it in the bowl and I mix it up and then I apply a, a copious quantities of Parmesan cheese and black pepper. Fuck yes. And that becomes my second dish for usually a buck and a half side of spaghetti. You are not as dumb as you look. Holy shit. That's <laughs> because... The... Most people don't say that. Most people say, wow, you really... As dumb, if not dumber than you look. I'm sorry, and you're you smarter look. than you look. Uh, they, the, I have long said, and I every time we order this, I say that uh, the we have a thing here where you order clams in green sauce, and what it is is clams in this uh, garlic oil and parsley sauce and i've long said that the best part about clams is the sauce yeah uh, and and like you end up you the the royal the royal me uh ends up uh with an empty clamshell just like scooping out the sauce to uh -huh. just like slurp it well up. this is the alternative to that but what a, this... i had never and it had never occurred to me to be like let me get something to fill this bowl with to slurp yes. up the rest of the sauce. Part two is this. I usually order an entree because, after all, the spaghetti and the pasta is only another buck and a half or three bucks at the most. And you're not And I it? end up taking that home okay. in a to-go and ending up then with a secondary dish such as thin crust bubbly pizza or... Is that good to go, a though? Caesar salad with a Caesar salad with uh, pan-fried salmon, a striding, a striding it, a strode, a strod. 
salmon estrade. <laughs> I had for dinner tonight. I've discovered that my uh, I've got an apparatus to steam fish, and lately I've been buying these gorgeous salmon fillets that are like big honking yeah. things, and throw it in the steamer for 15 minutes and it uh, with with a little bit of salt on both sides and holy shit is that delicious yeah salmon is is try the best. try try this <clears throat> add to the steam dill and capers the salt dill and capers and a, a little a couple turns of black pepper so black pepper would certainly help uh when you say add to the steam, you mean throw on top of the salmon before you put it in the, in the steaming. Yeah. Yeah. It, but capers, it's, you it's know, so... are the seeds. Capers are the seeds of the nasturtium flower, an edible flower. Who doesn't know that? Capers are the seeds of the nasturtium flower. You're, you're so right. Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that. That's We could probably, there's probably at least four episodes where this is discussed sometimes that, in two. the that, first time I couldn't remember the name of the flower that's, so, why they, that's why they call thefts capers I think because because you're stealing the that's what you say paper. when you see a robber in your house nasturtium what are you going to do with him I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to nasturtium yes for sure <laughs> and then they say sure. and then the police say Sir, have you been drinking? <laughs> I, yes. I'm going. I'm going to nasturtium. I'm going to nasturtium. Good. Yes. I'm going to go after him. We're not catching. I'm going to nasturtium. Oh, he's going to know he's been nasturtium. That's for damn sure. Do you mean? Do you mean take him down to the station, sir? Yeah, nasturtium. Go take him down to the the new station down there. The one that just. Wasn't there two years ago. It's a new one, new station. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. salmon is just the best. It's fucking expensive, but, yeah. you know, I have money. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of fish, uh, guess what time of year it is? You know, the fall. Fish on Salmon River, New York, coming up. Indeed. Coming up, coming up. Much excitement. Probably about our tenth year in a row, something like that, or more. God only knows. Could be twenty years. Who knows? I don't know. I can't remember. We should count them up. That's the best way to know a number. In my is experience. what count, count them up. Yeah, that's eh, a lot of work. I think I'd rather just guess or make it up. Huh. So, and, and I'm looking, I'm looking at what's happening in the state of Michigan because, as we got a little rain and as the, and as the weather cools, which it has, in fact, we were below freezing to me below freezing tonight. We woke up this morning; it was 48, and uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't in the, didn't hit 60 until about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And the leaves are starting to fall a bit, and the NFL season has started. And here's 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 the report. Yes, the report: Detroit Lions travel to the stadium in Kansas City and play the world champion, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. In their home stadium, the night that they unfurled for the first time, the banner commemorating them as world champions, and the Lions beat them. The Detroit Lions beat them. This city of Detroit and the state has never seen, in all of its years since the 50s, a higher amount of anticipation for a resurgent Lions team. It's this is we're in the middle of history here. You wow. and I I know you're excited. I feel I I'm so 
like I think I just peed myself a little bit. Oh, that's so good. That's good to hear, man. Good to hear. As intended. As because, intended. You know. My other team, however, yes, became embarrassed. Now, here's the storyline that you don't care about. There's a quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers. I I know this story already. Who's who's Slightly. played who's played for the a, a team called the uh, 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 Packers, and uh, he's been their quarterback for I, many many years. I think that's years. Green Bay, Wisconsin. If you'd like some, help. it is Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay, he is at 39 years old. Old as fuck. This year, he is the oldest player in the NFL. The oldest player. He was he was traded from the Packers to the Jets yep. for an outrageous amount of money and was all but christened the new coming of the new day because the Jets football team has got such a good defense that with a and a good offense that with the right quarterback and the spark, they will win a Super Bowl. This is how good they are. They would. Aaron Rodgers played his debut against the Buffalo Bills. On Here's the first part of the story. Part one, debut, debut, or as they say in Montana, debut, He played for 75 seconds until he ripped his Achilles tendon and now he's out for the season. That's part one. Part I, two is I have some other depth to add to this. Quarterback Bill... Uh, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, one of the top quarterbacks in the lead, threw an astounding three interceptions and fumbled the ball once and was solely responsible, cool, cool. nearly solely responsible for them losing to the Aaron Rodgerless Green Bay Packers, who had to play their backup quarterback, in an offense that had been practicing filmed on television in Hard Knocks, which is a series that goes on every week. They pick one team and they show it. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, the hype. When he walked into the stadium, it was one of the loudest recorded exultations of the Jets' base ever in the world. He played for 75 seconds. Zach... Uh, Wilson, I believe is his name, came in and ended up being adequate and at the end good enough to seal a win and the Bills went home with a loss. Bad news for Bills fans. Bad news. Maybe so, it's the wake call they need. I, I have some extra information about this topic, strangely. Strange. It is strange. I'm surprised. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a uh, a nine eleven skeptic. Like he he thinks that we haven't investigated and we and and that really the nine eleven was an inside job. And he's been vocal about this. And so on nine eleven, someone broke his Achilles heel to shut him up about telling the secret about nine eleven. I knew there was something like that behind it. I'm just. You want to see a you want to see a video? Maybe add it to the notes if you if if it's as chilling to you as it is to me. There's a slow mo. If you would take the time to send it to me, which you won't. Oh, hey, my fucking job. Fine. If I'll, that, I'll go Google slow mo Aaron Rodgers. Slow mo of his calf, because when his Achilles tendon snaps. Yes. His calf muscle vibrates like it's a cat in a paper bag. It is grotesque. Great. That's Let me wait a minute. Let me read. Let me read. Yeah. <laughs> wait. I I just in case you missed the first do, part. Do, do, I, do you have I a want hand? to draw your attention to this as a handyman, I'm impressed. How do they hang them? How do they hang them upside down the tree? With sharpened shuttles of green wood. That's what I would use. Driven, skewered through the cords of their heels. And then tied with Through their Achilles tendons. It's all connected, man. Boom. I Boom. bet one of the scouts' names was Roger Aaron. Wait, 
There's a footnote. There's an endnote. Let's go to the back of the book and see what it says. Just saying. This analogy, this true fact, this happening of the scouts, is not intended to predict the outcome of the opening game between the Jets and the Buffalo Bills in the year of our Lord, 2023. I knew it. I'm just saying, it seems it seems so... How could anyone be such a fool as to deny this obvious? Yes, right. It's like, what? He's also, uh, I think he's got issues. He made up some shit, apparently, about his reason, his rationale, and his approach to being so-called vaccinated, which apparently violated protocol. Uh, but because, of course, he is the amazing Aaron Rodgers, um, it, it, it was not. It, was, it, it, it did not result in any, any type of a penalty. Um, so here's, here's the thing. Now imagine this. This is a Nostradamus moment. Every time there's a Bills game, the three brothers are in communication via text. We got a little text going. Looking for a good game. This the and three that. brothers, Looking, you and your brothers. Maybe and my brothers. It's not like the Corvus brothers or whatever. No, 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 no. no. Okay. And uh, there's this clip interview of Aaron Rodgers being interviewed by John McEnroe of, of tennis fame, who's a well-known, diehard New York Jets fan, long-suffering Jets fan. He actually does a very good job in this interview and asks some very good pointed questions. One of the responses from Aaron um, Rogers. Aaron Rogers, whatever yeah, the fuck is the he <laughs> he says he says this is the pressure isn't there is the question was about pressure on you. He said it isn't about pressure, it's about understanding. Understanding where we're at at this moment and accepting it. And welcoming the manifestation of what's about to happen with our preparation and our team. We will make a run. We will win the Super Bowl. That's true of life, man. Okay. All right. So I write to my brothers, being a diehard Bills fan, of course, and suffering through four straight appearances to the Super Bowl without winning. Can we talk about that a minute? Probably not. Nah. Nah. I write to my brothers and say... The only manifestation that Aaron Rodgers is going to get is when his face manifests with the dirt. 75 seconds later. I'm right. Nostradamus. Are you right or are you guilty? What's the causality here? Well, that's for you to decide, okay? That's, you, 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 that's for the... Police wanna, and the you authorities. Try, you want to try to get into this creepy space that I call me? Come on. You'll regret it. You will regret it. As long as my nose doesn't sting. <laughs> you know, not your nose. Your nose hole. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it, is, it is the worst way to describe your nose. <laughs> If if you just say somebody, listen, you've got like a, a a booger or something on your nose. That's one thing. But if you were to say to them instead, "Hey, listen, you've got a booger on your nose hole," that's serious imagery. Which that's one? Serious. I mean, which one? There's there's two, right? Just your, your nose hole. I mean, your skull only has the one nose hole, but what? What? Your skull only has the one nose hole. Oh. Because the nose uh, is with, cartilage. Uh, but albeit uh, with two entrances well, in the skull. Yeah. Right. Well, you can get, you throw an image of a, of a skull nose holes on the... I'm sure our listener, if he's still there, is fascinated. Is it still the guy who's driving back and forth to Kansas for some reason? 
Who was that dude? Yeah, he he uh, he, he, he bowed he, out, right? He I was... think he, he parked in in Alabama somewhere. Uh, yeah, that was good times. Uh, the what what else was I gonna say? Uh, so my school has started here officially. You know, thank the Lord. Uh, it's nice to get back into school and the my daughter came home today with a story that uh, in her ethics and values class which is like I, I guess it's a thing uh, they were talking about the ever famous trolley problem do you know that from the name nope okay <clears throat> trolley problem is a typical ethics uh, thought experiment where you uh, you imagine that uh, you are standing on a bridge and a train is coming in and the train is gonna somehow kill uh, these three or five people that are standing on the tracks or have been tied to the tracks I don't know and you have a switch that you can flip that's going to move the train so it only only kills one person on these these other tracks and the question is do you flip the do you flip the switch uh why is that a question because it's obvious to you that it's yes that you would save four lives for the sake of one yes is do i have that? this right yes yeah okay uh uh, the 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 the, e the more default answer is no no that so that's everyone says yes right uh, the the next level of the question is uh, you're you're standing there and the train's going to come and kill these four people and, but you have the option to like knock some fat guy off 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 the bridge and he will stop the train from killing these four people but he's dead but he'll die yeah and the question is do you do that no and that that's a little harder right it's like no no it's not harder no okay so right but but it's it, and the next level is well there are next levels but it goes to uh it goes to what's called concha consequentialism of is of course it is 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 the moral correct thing to do based on what the outcome is or not uh well in the second case no matter what one person dies and then and in the and, first case the same thing the math is the same yeah right so i don't know the it doesn't sound like much of a dilemma to me but but in the first in the first case, you're flipping a switch that causes one person to die that would not have died if you hadn't pulled the switch. Who wouldn't have died? You said they were all going to die. No, no, no. There's 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 five people on one side and one person on the other side, and the train's oh. going to hit the person on the five uh, hit all five people on one side, and but you can flip the switch so it only kills the one person yeah. right here. You have to. So you have to. So you're killing this innocent person. Uh, what do you mean innocent? I mean, we don't know what they did. We don't know what the other five people did either. You mean they, you, you, you killed a person who otherwise wasn't in danger? Correct. I don't know if that's innocent. Okay, so They're yes. tied to the tracks for a reason. They've done something. Right, but okay, so but then you have the other option of this, this guy Fat that you're going to throw over the, over the thing to stop the train from coming is wouldn't also have also would not have died but, but he's not involved he didn't do anything to get tied on the tracks that guy is innocent of whatever the people tied at the tracks did i don't assume that the people are tied at the tracks for a bad reason let's assume they're tied there for a good reason But maybe they're not even tied maybe they're just standing there well wait a minute well wait a minute they're not then one of the options would let's be say they're they not tied out of the way that's no, tied to the tracks has got to be the way you go. It's with a this. thought experiment. So, but it's it's do you do you take action to cause the death of one person to save five? Yes. 
but then, but do you take action to throw no. someone to stop the no. death of five? Right. No. But like the math there doesn't work out. It's just a feeling that you have. Yeah. Why do you mean the math doesn't work out? It's the same math. You're killing, you're, you're, you're killing one person to save five. No, you're killing one person to save six. No, in the second experiment, there, there's no one person Six. on the other side. Oh, there's not? No. It, the train's going to kill oh. these five people, or or you can stop I it. I thought there's a guy tied to the track. <sighs> no. And then here's... Well, the people are just standing there. Imprecise. You've they're, been a little imprecise. They're having their, their morning coffee standing on the train tracks for some reason. So the second one is there's no single person tied to the tracks. There's no one tied. There's no, a, there's there's a there's guy five that people that will die. If you, you describe if a you do fat nothing. guy, so what about what about your insistence of describing him as a fat guy? Does that That's make the, him somehow more deserving? No, it doesn't. In, and in huh? fact, I dislike that framing of the thing. But that's like the well, how's it going to stop a train? Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. Oh, oh he's a, oh, he's oh, a oh. normal, thin, young, no, uh, oh, strapping no, no. dude. You're right about that. You could describe him as a near giant-like man, big enough to stop a train. Right. And he's extremely attractive, too. So here's my question. What did the giant man do for a living? Nope, you can't and ask how did that. He handle you have to act enormity? in the moment. How did he handle his enormity? Was he a good guy of good conscience? Because one would wonder, I wish I knew what he would do. You might try and push him off and he might like like flip you over Say, thanks and, man yeah i was gonna jump anyway no but because i do you understand the 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 dilemma moral, the moral math dilemma yes but anyway so uh they were doing this in like the third day of high school and uh <laughs> and on the on the first on the first question of do you flip the switch to 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 kill one and save the five? Uh, everyone was was unanimous about yes, we'll flip the switch to save the five and kill the one, except for one kid who was like, "No, nah, let's kill the five. <laughs> I, they, I find they, hilarious. They immediately took down took down his name and number <laughs> because oh, he's, no, no. Uh, he's he's you he's know been, why he did that. He pictured himself as the one. Well, and but then the like another subset of this is, what if the, what if one of them is your mother or your family member or your or your kid, uh, like the math uh, the math all switches around. Anyway, yeah. it's just these thought experiments to think about morality and what. Uh, what it means to do things like we're never okay, going to be probably, faced with these, and it's part part likely of a of a kind of you know it's Kohlberg's theory of moral development uh, that uh, you can train and educate uh, young people to become more morally and ethically uh, responsive, and Kohlberg. As the researcher who uh, proved it, I will link to that. Uh, based on my uh, bachelor's degree in what human development and learning, you wondered, you wondered what I did. Well, nothing. I never did <laughs> anything with it. Did you develop as a human? <laughs> no. To use that training, I that was I went to college to become a grade school teacher. Um, and that's why I took a, a major in human development and learning. Interesting. But never, uh, I did teach, uh, uh, Catholic catechism as a, as a college student, or was I a high school student? I was a high school student. And I told them in their religious education class, which got me a lot of trouble that they weren't allowed to swear in the class and saving things like shit and damn and stuff like that. They got the biggest kick out of me using swear words to describe what they weren't allowed to do, that they kind of liked me. Although at least one or two did it because I was reported and 
reprimanded and might have even been taken down from my volunteer post. Not a lot of people who can claim to be fired as a volunteer, but I've managed to uh, to upset the apple cart. You're, look, put, what, a, what a skill. It's like, even, even when people aren't paying me, they don't want me. Indeed. Indeed. The, so, so, so anyway, just to, just to finish, uh, she, apparently uh, she decided, I haven't contributed to this class in the first three days. I'm going to raise my hand. And she raised her hand and, and like eloquently described all of the uh, all the moral, the moral conundrums presented here. And the teacher was like, holy shit. Your uh, daughter did? Yeah. And, oh, and, and, my, and my 14 year old and my, the teacher was like whoa uh, what is your name let me write down your name because you are going to get a good grade in this class <laughs> and so she was all chuffed as they say in, in Britain chuffed uh, chuffed chuffed happy chuffed so I'm on my way to uh, cowboy night down at uh, the old dog the dirty boots. My, uh, that was last week. Got my cobra shirt, my cowboy boots, and my black cowboy hat. And head on down. We are going to have to miss next week. I'm sorry to say. Uh, um, okay. Because of me. Because yes. I'm going uh, again this year to Croatia. Oh, are you? And well, that's fun. Yeah, and it's a lot of the, my same friends that are there. So, yeah, it's going to be good to get back with those people. And we've got these three nights of amazing after parties planned. Oh, no kidding. Uh, you, with I remember these. Uh, the, the, first, the first is at this winery uh, that has always been next to the hotel that we, the, the resort hotel that we stay at. Uh, and I've always been curious, but uh, we're going to check that out. And. Anyway, I'm not going to suffer. Don't worry about it. Well, me. I've got news for you. Guess who's coming to see me? They're the Pudley. Ah, the, the doctor. Pudley. The doctor's 18 in the house. holes of golf. 18 holes of golf. When is that? On Tuesday, the 19th. Okay. The day before our, our missed engagement. Tuesday, the 19th is when yes. I'm giving my presentation. There so, we go. Uh, you can... So, We'll be, uh, It'll we'll probably be, be at the exact same time because it's going to be like 5 p.m. here, which is going to be like your morning. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're teeing off at 10 o'clock. That's almost exactly the time that I'm uh, teeing off at the podium. So Go figure, man. Just go figure. Like feel, feel my figure. vibes, man. Go figure. Okay, wait. I got to see if I remember the first part of this song I wrote. Um, we've heard it last, a little bit of it last uh Lapis or so. Um, so. Let's see. Been in anguish since you're gone. It's almost like I never left. Yep. I'm so tired of all these lies. Let me tell you the truth I never love the way we live the way we argued day and night but I'm so hurt <laughs> you're so what? Hurt. Hurt. I'm so hurt since you left. I can't go on. It's it's too much. Too many hurts. I'll have to write it down. I'll write it down. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Some more Cormac McCarthy. It's like paper and pen were invented for this. This is one, one final thing. Uh, Cormac McCarthy. Let me just open the book to any part I've ever read. Okay. Find oh. a page. What page is this? Point to it. Page number? Page number 92. Okay, go. 
They spent the night in the corral of a hacienda where all night men kept watchfires burning on the azoteas or roofs. Two weeks before this, a party of campesinos had been hacked to death with their own hose and partly eaten by hogs while the Apaches rounded up what stock would drive and disappeared into the hills. Glanton ordered a goat killed, and this was done in the corral while the horses shied and trembled, and in the flaring light of the fires, the men squatted and roasted the meat and ate it with knives and wiped their fingers in their hair and turned into sleep upon the beaten day. Why are we not doing audiobooks? I don't know. That was gorgeous. Huh? The beaten day. Wow. I think this day is actually, beaten. Actually, it says beaten clay. <laughs> they were laying on the beaten clay. Uh, um, I wasn't going to correct it until you made note of it. Do you clay know the Clay and package? day that, with a... A CL and a D whew, look a lot alike. Indeed, indeed. I'm so, let's see, nothing but misery. That's it. There. Nothing but misery since you left. Bum, 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 bum. It's almost like, no, so much misery since you left. So much misery since you left. Since you started the song, really. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'm out of here. I gotta go. All right. Cowboy, cowboy night. Love you, man. See you, man. See you. Okay, that's it for episode number 195. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 195, including a link to the YouTube video where Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Poor thing. And if you support the show at patreon.com slash happy hour, you can watch the video version of this with our new subtitled magic that I just figured out. See you in two weeks.